It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, is Aaron Wadham. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, hey, happy 4th of July week to you. Um, right. Because I understand, I'm sure you're going to be talking about during the, the, the production notes at the beginning of this podcast, but... Uh, yeah, we're gonna take next week off, right? Is that the that's the bit? Are we gonna go? Uh, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna be at a Brewers game again next Monday. So yeah, and I'll be in Florida next Monday. So who we'll, goes to Florida in July? This guy apparently. apparently. Uh, with my, with, <laughs> no, it's uh, my parents retiring. We're doing a big family trip with my my brothers, uh, my brother Dan's wife, uh, uh, her her daughters as well. So my nieces will be there. Should be a good time. We're having a great time. We're going to stop in Nashville on the way down to at least my parents and my children, my wife and I are going to stop in Nashville for a little bit too. And uh, yeah, this all should be fun. We're going to have a great time. Um, But we're, we're in the midst of doing the like several days of packing for a week plus long trip type thing. So yeah. What kind of of vehicle do you have these days? I'm, I'm, I'm a little off on what you have for family hauling. Uh, Town and country. Taking the town and country down there. So so a mini, so a minivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a roof rack? Do not. No. Not on the car, no. So, yeah. Whew. But we're staying in Verbos, so we'll have the ability to do laundry as we go. So Truth. you don't have to pack Truth. pack Truth. like two outfits a day or anything like that. We're, we're just trying to pack what we we need as we go, and we'll be fine, I think. So. People, people new to the podcast, you're wondering why I'm doing this. I have two children, uh, eight <laughs> and seven. Uh, Ruby and Andrew, lovely. John has five kids. That's why I'm going roof rack no no, no. wow my pa- my parents had a roof rack on a conversion van <laughs> back in the day because us three boys were too much in there john mm. bless you oh my goodness uh hey it's gonna for be fun now, I know it's gonna be fun but hey for now when you know because my littlest is three and then there's a six-year-old yeah. and a nine-year-old that can kind of work it's just yeah the other ones and I can put my 16-year-old to work driving every now and then, too. So we'll oh, see. Oh, that's right. Yeah. My parents, when we, me and my parents used to go out to Montana every spring. That was, every, everybody else did spring breaks to cool places. And me and my parents uh, and my brothers went out to Montana skiing uh, back yeah. before Big Sky blew up. And I remember that uh, the year I turned 16, that was a big deal that I got to drive part of the way. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really do spring break trips much when I was a kid. It was... Uh... A little later, we did some things. And when I was in college, I right. did for spring break. I would do Habitat for Humanity trips. Mm-hmm. So I went to Birmingham one, Birmingham, Alabama one spring. Um, I did one in is it Lake County, no Leesburg, Florida, which is like Lake mm-hmm. County, I think. Um, which right. was a short drive to Orlando or Daytona Beach or Cocoa mm-hmm. Beach. So we were kind of in the middle there, northern, and it was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one I did was in Valdosta, Georgia. Which is Valdosta State has a very Fantastic. good was it like D two program or something like that? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, my my sister in law Candace actually graduated from Valdosta State. She's an oh, alum nice. there. So when Tim's I um, when uh when we went there, that was actually Jimmy Carter work project. So it was kind of cool. It was, it was kind of fun to do. Cool. So we were doing a lot um, of prefab stuff. We like in a I, 
Yeah. Right. I, I, I want to be 100% clear, though, for, for those of you out there who are thinking, oh, Jeff's setting out to Big Sky, Montana to go skiing. No, my family was dirt poor. Like, we did the, my parents would leave at four o'clock in the afternoon uh, from Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, drive 16 hours through the night in a GMC conversion van. <laughs> that was, let's hear, so it was 95. I think that was in 86. So it was 10 years old. And uh, we'd get out there and we'd stay at the Lewis and Clark Motel which doesn't exist anymore because Bozeman is now Bose Angeles. Like the places we stayed at that were cheap hotels for like 30 bucks a night don't exist anymore. And uh, Big Sky Montana wasn't that big back then, but we were big skiers, you know, and um, that was back when uh, a family could afford to ski. You know, we, <laughs> you know, we'd had school nights, uh, uh, Friday night school nights uh, at Trollhagen Ski Area in Dresser, Wisconsin. We'd ski it all the time. My parents went on ski patrol and, uh, yeah, and that's how that worked. So that was our spring breaks. But yeah, definitely. I didn't step foot on Disney World or any Disney property until I was 34 years old and had a one-year-old daughter. So, I still haven't. I mean, it's cool. Like, I, I believe sold it. Just... On it. Like, like, I like it now. But um, yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it, if people want to go to Disney, go great. You know, do, do you. And Disney's actually, I thought it'd be super plasticky and cheap. It's not. It's anything oh, but. No. Oh, it's it's to the nines, man. Like, holy smokes. Like, I couldn't believe like and then you watch, the, you know, the documentaries about like how people don't walk above ground, you know, so it's not cluttered. You know, the employees escape down shoots in the back and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they have to go report to uh, Disney's uh, cryogenically frozen body every morning before they go to work. No, that's not a thing. That was a that was a conspiracy. But no, I mean, but yeah, that was it. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, you, you enjoy your van ride, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I like traveling that way because the nice part is like you don't fly over America. Then you get to you drive through America and my kids will see it like we drove out mm-hmm. to last year. We went out to Virginia, which mm-hmm. was very cool. We got to stop in a couple great places uh, when um, Abby was very young. We drove out to Gettysburg and D.C. We stopped mm-hmm. in Port Barnett, which was fantastic for us. Saw fantastic. saw my Revolutionary War ancestors uh, grave out there. It was pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I like I like driving through places. Sorry, we're, nice. we're we're dirty scum immigrants. We uh, I don't have that much history to go back that far. However, comma, we all um, are. You and I both are obviously <laughs> obviously by looking at us. Let, let let's let's not go down that path right now. Um, you and uh, I, but yeah. uh, <laughs> um, uh, no. And as a matter of fact, I, I think whether or not he wants to say it or not, it's probably the time of his life when Josh will actually uh, Josh and Ainsley will probably. Sorry, we shouldn't be naming all our kids on this podcast, but yeah. your two oldest, your two oldest ones, should be uh, uh, enjoying this the most because they'll actually understand what's going on. And uh, Abby in the middle there, she'll she'll start to understand it. Um, my Ruby is starting to understand that now because Abby and Ruby are the same age, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they uh, uh, Ruby's starting to understand the point of a road trip, and she <laughs> puts down the she puts down the iPad and. Uh, will actually watch what's going on outside and actually kind of enjoys uh, roadside stops and things. Oh like yeah. That, so. Well, like Dumb stuff. we did our trip to Virginia. I told mm-hmm. my kids, we cannot leave the South until we have had breakfast at a waffle house. <laughs> Cause then you haven't experienced the South. If you have not stopped and had breakfast at a waffle house. <laughs> True story. <laughs> it's, that, it's that old Bill Hicks bit. What you're reading for. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I've never been asked that before. She didn't ask. The waitress didn't ask, what are you reading? She asked, what are you reading for? 
Well, Jim Gaffigan has a great bit on it, too. Waffle House waitress. I don't know. Yeah. Jim Gaffigan has some great ones on it, too. Like, they're always good fun. But, uh, yeah, the one we were at, the recent one with my children, was it last year or whatever, uh, somebody, one of the waitresses, got in a very large um, verbal altercation with her boss, uh, Mm -hmm. one of the other waitresses there, and then quit quite loudly and left. And we're like, huh, there we go. Now you have experienced the Waffle House. (laughs) (laughs) There there should be something telling about, I don't know if it's still, it was still this way when I was there in 2017. I know you haven't been there in forever, but Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, which is home of the engineers in the middle of. Essayance. Essayance in uh, the middle south area of Missouri. Yeah, south of Jeff City. Yep, the the exit, uh, uh, two and a half hours west of St. Louis and an hour east of Springfield on I, what is that, 55? It's whatever used to be Route 66. Okay. Anyways, Route 66 ran through St. Joseph's, which is a small town. Anyways, you hit that exit for Fort Leonard Wood. At the top of that exit, Waffle House. Yeah. (laughs) They had a knockoff uh, Outback Steakhouse, too, called like Boomerangs or something crazy. It was awful. It was so mad. Uh, Everything was any, just anybody, slightly any, off. Anybody who's been anybody who's been to Fort Leonard Wood knows what Mud Puppies is too. And uh, we won't go down that down yeah. that narrow path. All right, um, this is yes. good because we don't have a whole lot to say today. Uh, I, just, what, what, is, what is is that? I I forty one. I don't think it's an I. Is it? Yeah, I, no. The interstate wrong. that runs from Saint that runs from Saint Louis to well, how about this? Eventually to Kansas City, Missouri. That's that's what used to be because. Because uh, if you do the song, you know, uh, uh, goes through St. Louis, Joplin, Missouri, bump, bump, it goes. That's how it goes, and across the state. And so I, I, uh, I took the last time I was at, I went to Fort Leonard Wood, I forty four, twenty seventeen, I forty four. Thank you. Yeah, because if that starts uh, downtown Chicago, like it says in the song, and ends on the Santa Monica Pier, um, the Greater Waynesville, Saint Robert area. Yep. And so, and so for some parts of it, it still does like wind down through the va- the valleys and stuff like that. But for a good chunk of Missouri too, it's literally just like kind of like a frontage road that runs alongside the interstate because the interstate was built right on top of it. Mm-hmm. Hence the movie Cars. You yeah. know, car the movie Cars is ge- ge- is based on a general <laughs> real thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's it's not a, obviously it's obvious fiction, but it's based on kind of a real thing. <laughs> And, uh, Obvious and once, you get, out to, once you get out to Oklahoma, it's like nothing but an interstate. Like they don't even mess around. Like there is no Route 66. It's I-44 slash Route 66. So Fort Leonard Wood, just west of one of my favorite spots is Rolla. Rolla, Missouri. Yes. Rolla, R-O-L-L-A, yes. named by a guy who left Raleigh, North Carolina, settled in Missouri and said, I'll name it after where I'm from, Rolla. How do I spell that? I don't know. R O L L A. Rolla. There is the University of Missouri Rolla there as well. All right. Well, that's that, that's why we've always that's why I said I've always been destined to to go on Route 66 because Fort Leonard Wood is at the intersection of Highway 63, which runs through my hometown of Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, and Route 66. <laughs> okay. True story. Nice. Anyways, we have a podcast to do, John. Should yeah. We get let's into that? let's kick into that. We'll start everything off with what we like to call. Our main event. Starting things off with the main event. 
All right, we start off today, and I don't think we'll have a last call because I I, I don't think there's anything else to say. We I think we started with the last call. <laughs> it kind of is. It felt like we were at a last call, just having our random Definitely. kind of yeah. stream of consciousness as we do when we are we are in the the doldrums where we have basically one sport to talk about. Um, but it was sports. good this week. It was good this week. Like ended last week with that really nice little run of of you know sweeping the Reds, which you got to do um, after that tough series against the Mets. Uh, but then we had four games at home. Uh, with St. Louis. Yeah, and started off great. We had Corbin Burns going. He gets the two to nothing shutout win. Uh, and it was also, this is the thing we didn't talk about on our podcast because that was the same day. We were talking about this last week mm-hmm. when we recorded. But it was also, and I, I wanted to say, but we didn't, it was two, or pardon me, it was $5.64 beers on Monday to celebrate the oh, first wow. game back since um, Council won 564, which made him the winningest manager in brewers history so for five dollars 64 cents for beers you know for the 564 wins that's kind of clever i don't know it's something (laughs) i love it yeah um not a i don't know not a big one i mean they did not get giant offensive performance in this game but they get the win you know it's a two nothing win which is something right you know it gets you somewhere and right. I mean, I mean, the, I mean, and, and as Wisconsin fans, we better get used to it because I think this is how our uh, football season is going to go too this year. <laughs> it could be, yeah. We're going to have a lot of running. And uh, do, you, do you like do you like do you like seventeen to six ball games, folks? Because that's what's yeah. coming. Excellent. It's going to yes. be so good. I'm excited. Our defense is so good. Can we score any runs? Not a chance in age. No. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there and. Uh, well, as we talked through the week, uh, Saturday's game was pretty good, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we can talk about this, too. Let's start with the fact that you were out of several of these games this week. You got to be there at the homestand for a couple games. So just right. you know, walk us through some of that. Oh, none of the Cardinals games. So uh, the Cardinals okay. series, I was I, I was happy with a split. The Brewers needed a win, uh, like not not like a win, like a, a single W, but like a win in general, like in life. <laughs> and uh, coming off a disastrous kind of road trip, you know, lots of losses, um, offense not performing. Uh, to take two of two from St. Louis was pretty good. Yeah, go um, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, you know, even if it is a sandwich series where they win the two middle and, you know, whatever. Um, so I had the honor and privilege of going to two uh, games against the Blues Jays, Blue Jays this weekend, which – Oddly enough, they haven't played the Blue Jays since 2017. Did you know that? No, but I mean, like, they don't get to play a ton of AL teams, so it, yeah. it makes and, some and sense. A lot of reserved, a lot of reserved for the White Sox and the Twins. So yeah, it's yeah, uh, it seems like it, and it's not even like as tight of a schedule as the NFL does with interleague, like because you know they have you know that you'll be playing uh, every AFC team. Uh, once every four years, right? Is that what it is? Anyways, yep. So yeah, for AFC, um, yeah, for crossover games, yeah, yeah, and every other t- uh, every other year forever. Anyways, let's not get into NFL uh, scheduling. So uh, <laughs> Blue Jays in town this weekend. Um, Blue Jays, uh, minor uh, rival of the Brewers back in the day, early nineties. Uh, Brewers had it was the end of the run for Molitor, Gatner, Yout. Um, 
good teams. Uh, we had Cal Eldred pitching. Pat uh, Listash was, was there too. Yeah, Basio for a little bit yeah. before he went to the yeah. Mariners. Pat, Pat Listash was uh, AL Rookie of the Year one year. Um, good teams. Uh, the uh, Phil Gardner teams. Phil Gardner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil Gardner teams in the nineties, and uh, those darn dirty Blue Jays. Uh, I I, th- I think the one year it, this is back in the two division setup. Uh, I think they beat the Brewers by three runs one year, and then one year that one run the next year. Something and then like of that. course, and then of course, Paul Molitor left the Brewers for the Blue Jays and won consecutive World Series. <laughs> yeah. So it was a little bit hard to take. Um, uh, 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 we were too young. I mean, this is early high school days. We didn't understand what fan. Well, I mean, we were just coming into our fandom of teams. Plus, I'm up north and um, don't really understand that. So. Uh, however, since then we've turned to the National League, and uh, you know our rivals are what they are. And uh, so Toronto, um, good presence. I was at both Saturday and Sunday's games. Um, I, I did not get to see the loss on Friday night. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I was I was blown away by the amount of Toronto fans at the uh, at the game. Toronto secretly one of the best uniforms in any sport. Very clean. Good colors. Um, oh, they're nice. Uh, I do. Uh, I do like their look. And since they've added the Canadian flag to their uh, blue jay on their helmet, it looks good. Um, well, that's normally been so, part of it. They used to have the baseball where it would loop all the way around to make the the yep. yeah that right there. But that was been there since we were kids. Right. So I was going to say it's a little bit more prominent now. I think. I think okay. it's a little bit big bigger. Anyhow. Okay. So um, and of course the uh, the Brewers. Uh, Busted out their City Connect uh, uniforms this weekend, uh, which I would like to talk about. Uh, we <laughs> talked about it this uh, last week. The MK uh, hats with the four one four built into it. Yeah, not opposed to it. Really think that they should add in the seven one five, a two six two, and a six zero eight. Yeah, nine two zero. Yeah, nine two zero. That's right. Nine two zero is up in your area. That's right. Nine two zero as well. Those oh, are yeah, the, uh, Fox Valley area. Seven one seven one five northern part of the state. Six zero eight Madison southeast southwest. Uh, 262 also in the southeast and 920 up in the Oshkosh, uh, Green Bay area. Don't ask yeah. how I know my area codes that well. I have a lot <laughs> of soldiers that I have to call all the time. Um, good cover. But, uh, good cover. Not kidding. <laughs> yeah. Good cover. And I think there might be other one other small. Anyways. Um, so, it, so, but it, I, I talked to this about with a, a couple other fans that were sitting around me too. Uh, the baby blue jerseys, not off-putting at all, because of course the iconic old Brewers blue tops. Like everybody oh, yeah. had a blue top back at like yeah, the powder blue was day. everywhere. It was because when you're on the road, instead of wearing gray, you wear powder blue because on a hot day it's going to reflect the sun. It makes sense. I remember my favorite player, Paul Molitor. In a that's that's the jer- that's the only player jersey I own of any sport is a Paul Molitor light blue jersey what was off-putting was the light blue helmets that really was weird hmm. because the brewers have always had blue helmets maybe with a yellow front but a blue helmet oh and by the yeah. way thank you brewers for just finally embracing the mb glove and going with it and getting rid of all that other trash that we had with the the curse of m and all that other stuff it's just the logos back to the old logo thank you it's one of the best I, logos ever i like the the m with the the wheat underneath it it's not as good as the ball and glove the ball and glove is is the classic it is the best and it's it's creative but, and authentic and incredibly good 
Um, and I yes, did not explain it, it, to you, you last for a while, week. It was like they only wore it on Sundays, and it's like yeah, just that should, be pri- that should be our primary. Yeah, like, that's, that's the one we grew up with too. Yeah, that's the better logo. I like the M one with the the wheat underneath it. That was good. The interlocking like, MB it, was not as good, uh, especially yeah. when they had like the kind of green color with it. But yeah, no, yeah, the the ball they, glove is the best for, logo. Like, a Mariners Mariners look or something like that. That's some yeah. weird feel. Uh, but it was uh, the nineties. It was weird. Do, do you remember a couple of years ago the Packers were going to overhaul their logo and everyone like up and armed? Like we're talking late nineties, I think, and it was like we're going to reincorporate the blue into the the uniform that they used to wear, and you know, and I don't remember we're anybody doing the that. G because that's and it was like it was it was a very small thing for a very small time, and huh. I just remember it got squashed immediately, and it was like, yeah, it'd be like, hey, we've got this iconic G on the side of our helmet, we're going to scrap it and we're going to go with a piece of cheese. And we're gonna throw off our entire color scheme, and we're gonna go with this with this other thing, and then well, eventually, ten years later, realize that or twenty years later, realizing that was the dumbest thing we ever did. Let's bring back the icon, and then we can do other weird stuff. Yeah, I mean, oh. the Packers were blue and yellow originally because Curly Lambeau went to Notre Dame and he wanted their jerseys to look like Notre Dame. <laughs> exactly. That's that's exactly, exactly why he did it. Right. Um, and that's why the Redskins, that's why, that's why the now Washington football team, what are they called? The commanders? Yes. They had commanders. the same color scheme as the Packers in the seventies. Cause when Vince Lombardi went there, he changed their uniforms to look like the Packers uniforms. Yep. Yeah. Hey, do you want me to talk about the games? Well, how about we do it this way? Since you were at the blue Jays games, let's talk Cardinals first. Let's get that out. Because I think that that was the big part is they came in tied and went out tied. And I mean, right. that that's where they were in this one is we get a, a split. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They've split each series, right? I think they've had I, three, I four you, game series at this correct. point. Yeah. I yeah. believe they've been three, four game series. I think they've all been splits. I think they're exactly even with each other. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the game well, two is which the, is which is cor- which is correct. I mean, the Cardinals and the Brewers are I, I give the Brewers a slight edge. Cardinals a little bit better hitting team. Yeah. That's the central's garbage, though. So like it's yeah, yeah it's it's them. Yeah. It's 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 the team you gotta beat, and they've been staying even and then getting slightly ahead on the other games just now so far. But they were mm-hmm. they came in even with each other, left even again. And yeah. The the Monday game was, you know, Tyron Taylor getting the one home run and winning two nothing mm-hmm. with seven innings right. by Corbin Burns, who again went seven innings against um the 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 Blue Jays later. Uh, the next game was a two to six game where they were tied two two early. I, mean, I think they both scored two runs in the first inning, and then you know Cardinals just kind of walked away with it late, got a couple home runs, and then scored a couple more insurance runs late. Uh, that one just kind of got a hand. That was season seat holder appreciation day. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. that day and Wednesday as well. Yeah, Wednesday was one where man the Brewers had a four to two. No, yeah, four to three lead. In the fifth, going into the sixth, and then you know they give up two runs in the sixth, and that's it. Lauer takes the loss. Um, he, Lauer's been pretty good this year. Um, this mm-hmm. isn't a terrible game. It's a it's a rough start against a, a good team, but not a terrible game. But you're definitely getting a, a four to five loss where you lose late. Where both teams get seven hits. Uh, right. That that's a rough one to lose. But they come back then the next day and get that six to four win. Um, mm-hmm. 
Let me pull that up here. So that one, it was, it was, it was, it was a very even series. Like those scores are even, the hits were even, everything was even. Especially, especially since the Brewers are missing two of their top pitchers in Woodruff yeah. and Peralta, and they're rolling out Chichi Gonzalez, Chichi Gonzalez, saw, and Jason who Alexander. Who I saw on by Sunday, the by the way, who 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 halved his ERA in four innings on <laughs> uh, Sunday, even though he gave up three in the first. Well, in the six to four win to get the Brewers back to tied. Uh, with the Cardinals was Jason Alexander with the win. Uh, oh, Serenity really? now. I, I, <laughs> you know, just, I, just thought, like, I thought he worked for the Yankees. It, that's right. And he was going to leave and go to the Mets, I believe, at one point. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah. And then he got cut out of that one by his boss, so who, who yeah. left and went to the Mets. Right. That's such a great bit. That's when he decided to do the opposite of everything he was going to do. Everything his body told him to do, he did the opposite of it every time. And, yeah, a couple of nice – I mean, Tyrone Taylor gets another home run in that game. Um, Yeah. Gets the Brewers up. Roddy Telez grounds into a double play, which scores a run in the first inning. And Mm -hmm. that's – yeah. So, I mean, like the Brewers just kind of – they stayed close early, get a big three-run fourth inning – and that's basically enough almost to win. They they then get another run in the fifth, and then they they got close again. It got to be five four, and the Brewers score another one in the bottom of the eighth, and uh, and pull that one out. And that got us even heading into the Blue Jays series. And we talked about this last week. The Blue Jays are weird, like they're really hard to understand. Um, this team is super talented. Right, like you saw that in the first game, especially I think when the nine to four they, they, loss, and, and they play in a, they play in the AL East, which I mean, you just get murdered out I, there. Yeah, they, they, if they if they were in any other division, they would have been in the playoffs. Like last year, they missed the playoffs, and I think they had yeah. the fourth best record. Yeah, in the in the, in the AL? AL East because they they had because the yeah. um, Red Sox, Yankees, and Tampa all went to and the Tampa, playoffs. And if they would have been in any other division, they would have made it right was they probably would have murdered other people because they would have had an easier schedule they had to play three playoff games the whole three three playoff teams in division yeah they don't have the best pitching but they got boppers man and euchre was talking about that the whole series too like so friday night you saw it and then you know even on sunday when they were up uh 10 or uh 10 3 going into the ninth you even said if there's a team (laughs) that can catch up quick enough it's this team and it is like yeah (laughs) and it's the weirdest thing so so Friday night, let's talk about Friday night, then I'll talk about Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Yeah, so Friday night, games, so. I mean, Toronto Toronto gets you going right away. They get a five-run second inning, um, put up that giant crooked number early, and that was all they needed mm-hmm. to win because the Brewers only score four runs from there on out. Uh, mm-hmm. They did also have a – I mean, they scored all their runs basically five in the second, three in the seventh, and then just one extra one in the ninth for fun, right? Like mm-hmm. – um, and I wasn't as confident about this one. I mean, Hauser was pitching. Um, yeah, all right, but not – I mean, you don't – he's not a guy you're pitching if you're in the playoffs or if this game mattered. Uh, they were well, playing I mean, this Hauser, as a different Hauser, way. Hauser's a solid five. Yeah, which five. Yeah, That's but, what he is. It's just that everyone in everyone's mind right now, is he's the three because we're missing Woodruff, or, uh, Woodruff and uh, Peralta. So, I mean, he's a five. Yeah, he's a five six. He's a mid relief guy in the playoffs. Yeah, so I mean, it's there's just not much you can do here. So like, Tyrone Taylor gets himself his ninth home run in that game. 
Um, Vlad Guerrero hit his 10th double. And I mean, seriously, here's the other one we forgot. Uh, Kayvon ba- Biggio. Biggio's kid is oh. on this team, along with Guerrero. I, I was, I was going to get into that for Saturday. It's like, come on. Um, if, if they could just go get like Nolan Ryan's grandson, they'd be right. all set. Right. <laughs> just right. Uh, or Basio's kid, one of the Basio's kids, yeah. kid. Yeah, forget how old Nolan Ryan was because he just Randy jo- Randy Johnson Jr. Yeah, there we no, go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of was a great Blue Jays pitcher that they could go get their own. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. Um, uh, oh, um, ah, oh, it was just there. I just had it in my head. Yeah, we'll get back to it. We got some time oh, to talk about David, these. David was David, David Cohen. Oh yeah, no, not Cohen. Cohen was Cohen, there for Cohen's, a little bit. Cohen start no Cohen started with the Mets and went to the Jays. I believe that's right. But also, um, didn't David Wells pitch there for a hot right, minute but too? Also, yeah, yeah, he did for a hot minute too. Yeah, then he oh, got his no hitter with the Yankees. We'll figure some perfect, names out as we perfect go. Perfect game, perfect game with the Yankees. Oh, there we go. Yeah, when he was hungover. <laughs> The um anyhow yeah so the Brewers I mean like that was a rough one because you're saying like man they just got just beat up and like I was trying to say last week um this Blue Jays team they're weird to figure out too but they also are not nearly as good away from home um the very next day they started off uh, I felt really good about this one all right because we had Burns and they were going up with uh, Kikuchi all right and I was like they're gonna they're gonna hammer this guy. Like he is, he's not that good a pitcher. He's away from home. It's an uncomfortable spot. Brewers just lost big. They're going to come back. They put up five runs in the first three innings. They don't do a thing after that, but they did get five runs and win five, four. And that's even with, with Hader giving up one in the ninth uh, before getting the save. But yeah, um, that, that was, I mean, that's big. The, the, the answer for the last two games, or actually for each of these three games, I guess the answer is big inning early. For this one, the Brewers get three in the second. Uh, game one, five in the second for the Blue Jays. Uh, getting up five nothing in the third is was huge, and was I mean the game was coasting after that and just trying to to stay with it. Burns goes seven again, uh, has a great day, gives up two runs in seven. Um, I think it's seven two thirds, right? Because um, he came in, had to give up the other. He gave up the home run in the eighth, and then they brought in Devin Williams, who got one out. And then um, Hater finished it off. But yeah, I mean yeah. that's that, and, and that's Hader, what you need. Hater got brushed up for a run in the ninth too. He had a two he had a two run lead and he uh, yep. still got that one pulled off. Uh, sorry, I was looking up in the background. Al, it wasn't David Cohen. It was Al Leiter. That's who we were trying to figure oh, out. Al okay. Leiter. Al Leiter was the left handed. And his son is pitching today. somewhere now too. He is. Yeah, that's and right. That's He's someplace. Like God, he isn't. And uh, actually, the '94 team that won the World Series. Um, they they had some really good pitchers on that team. Dave Rigetti was Dave Rigetti was on that team as a reliever, one really? of the best relievers of all time. Dave Stewart Smoke was on that team too. Todd Stottlemyre, Mike Timlin, uh, Pat Hennigan were all on that team as well. So, anyways, so yes, we could <laughs> let's get the let's get the son of Smoke to come back and play for that team. <laughs> no, so so I sent out a tweet on Saturday because both games were afternoon games. <clears throat> three o'clock and one o'clock and the, the lead off for the, for the uh, blue Jays was Biggio Bichette and Vlad Guerrero jr. Yep. And, and so as they do up on the, on the big screen, when Vlad Guerrero went to the screen, it was fun fact, 
uncle was um <laughs> Winton uh Winton Guerrero who played for whoever for it's like how about other Vlad people? Guerrero's junior's dad was <laughs> Vlad Guerrero borderline <laughs> hall of fame <laughs> well he's in now yeah you know? Yeah, he is in the home yeah, Hall of Fame now. Yeah, so it's just it was like, yeah, yeah, we all know it's Vlad Guerrero's kid, you know. Just just tell us it's Vlad Guerrero's kid. Um oh, fun facts up on the big board. Didn't know this. Christian Yelch's granddad is the one that that designed the uh the the LA Rams logo. Oh helmet logo. Did not know. That's yeah. interesting. Knew that. Jack anyway. Leiter, uh Al Leiter's <laughs> son, is in the Rangers organization. So come on, Blue Jays. Figure it out. Go get come him. Come on, Blue Jays. Get it together. <laughs> you have yeah, no, somebody's so, son so who B- plays for somewhere else. <laughs> Biggio Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. leading it off. And uh I you can tell we're not AL fans because our team's not in the AL. But uh there is a catcher that plays for Toronto named Kirk, who's yeah. ridiculous. He bats cleanup. That whole he's got a 320 is... batting average. He's insane. He's really he's a really good hitter. Anyways, so, yeah, yeah, like you said about Saturday's game, yeah, it got out early and then just held on. Corbin Burns pitched uh, another just just a great game. I mean, I don't think I think he's going to get the LeBron Giannis treatment at this point. Like he's not going to win the Cy Young again this year. Like I think they kind of gave it. Like it feels like they kind of gave it to him because of how good he did despite the wins and losses. Like, I feel like he's going to have the same thing this year where he's going to just rack up all the strikeouts and have a devastatingly low ERA, but they'll have to give the Cy Young to somebody else because it's baseball and baseball's fickle like that. <laughs> but uh, no, no, he was on full display. He's a hoss. Like, that dude throwing the ball looks like a Clydesdale running down the road. Like, it's just power, man. Like, he's yep. he's so good. And... uh yeah, no, Saturday's game was super fun. And and here's the fun fact about Saturday's game. So <coughs> Saturday's game was uh, halfway to Christmas because it's June 25th. So they're giving away those uh, Christmas uh, sweater caps, which is, you know, it was, it was the uh, theme for the day. Pay a little extra to get that hat. Halfway to the game on Saturday, I've been, uh, Holly and Ruby were going to be out at uh, Girl Scout camp on uh, for the weekend. So I had to, I was going to take Andrew to the game. Halfway to the stadium, I open up my MLB app, uh, ballpark app, and I'm looking at my tickets, and I'm like, did I not buy buy the theme tickets? Like, I bought these like a month and a half ago. <laughs> and I'm like, it doesn't have the theme thing on. I'm like, if you don't have the theme thing on your ticket, you don't get the Because unlike when you, like, get bobbleheads like we did on Sunday, um, not everybody gets one. Sometimes you have to, like, pay for some theme things. And so uh, I called the ticket office, and I'm like, uh, and Harvey answered, Harvey, good dude. And I said, what's going on? I don't have the theme on my tickets. I know I paid for the theme. He's like, the theme tomorrow is Corbin Burns Day. Like, everybody gets a bobblehead. I'm like, no, today. Like, I'm in Waukesha from Janesville, like, driving through Waukesha right now. Like, uh, why is it? I'm like, He's like, no, you only have tickets for tomorrow, sir. I'm like, okay, well, how about you set me up with some for tickets for tonight? Because I ain't turning around and driving back to Janesville after <laughs> driving this far. So, we did, and it was super fun. They had Santa Claus there. They had bands marching around. You probably saw it on Facebook. Yeah, bands marching around, playing Christmas tunes and stuff like that. It's a fun bit. Like, and about ten percent of the people actually showed up in like ugly sweaters and like Christmas apparel <laughs> and stuff like that. All, all the, all the people who work at Miller Park had on elf suits and stuff like that, and it was, uh, it was a cool bit. I really liked it a lot. So, yeah. uh, uh, Miller Park does really good with their uh, promotion stuff. It's, it's really good. So, yeah. Um, 
and the game was super good. Um, and once again, I would have to say uh, for all the Minnesota people and Chicago people who compare our compare our stadium to an aircraft hangar, guess what? Um, I didn't get rained out on halfway to Christmas Day. Yeah. Because it was raining on Saturday. Beautiful stadium. Great game. You had Love tickets it. and you went to a game because the tickets yeah. always have a game. When you play in instead, there. Of, instead of trying to figure out sometime in September when I have to take a Wednesday off to go to my half of a doubleheader because you decided to build an open air stadium and a uh, uh, northern plains climate that uh, has snow until mid-April and starting again in mid mid-October. So, you know, whatever. Hmm. I don't know. I guess it, it makes sense for baseball more than anything, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But and the thing is, is, Miller Park is nice in that it completely opens up and you even open up the outfield because of the windows out there. So, yeah, right. they had the, and they had the windows open and the outfield, but just the roof closed because it wasn't that much rain. Yeah. So like it was still pretty nice and cool in the stand despite despite that. And so and then Sunday was a glorious day. Uh, next yeah. game, Sunday's game, they won 10 to three. Um they had the it was open and it had everything open. Good lake breeze too. And uh, Rowdy Telez, who I, I was <laughs> listening to the whole whole pregame on the way over, Euchre was talking about how Rowdy hadn't had a chance playing against his team yet because the Brewers hadn't played uh, his his former team because the Brewers hadn't played the, them since 2017 and he just got here last year. And of course, he he opens up the game with two long shots. Well, one long shot. The 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 home run to center was 411. Uh, the one that he hit in the second inning, that thing cleared the right feet, right center field fence by about four feet. Exit velocity, 106 miles an hour. Jeez. That was a rocket. Well, it's so, so fun. Like, you think it's a mistake. You go look at your phone. It's like, Roddy Tellez hits two-run home run. Roddy Tellez hits two-run home run. You're like, they sent this to me twice? What's going on? And you're like, nope. I mean, there's a home run in each inning. It's like, well, yeah. if we could just keep this up. Roddy Tellez hits a two-run home run in every inning. I think we'll win. <laughs> but he was getting the he was getting the rowdy chant after the second one too. So, so but uh, yeah, so so the Brewers brushed up uh, Jose Barrios, former uh, or twin, uh, former twin and uh, big time prospect uh, playing for the for the uh, for the, uh, the Blue Jays. Now they brushed him up for eight runs in the first two innings after giving up three runs at the top of the first inning, uh, Chichi, Chichi Gonzalez out there again. <laughs> uh, Ch- Chichi actually settled down over his next. He pitched a good uh, second, third, and fourth inning, and they they pulled him up pretty quick. Um, Brewers got up early, 8 nothing. Uh, and uh, uh, besides those two big home runs, which scored four runs, the other, the other four runs were small ball, including a beautiful drag bunt by Jace Peterson. Um mm-hmm. With uh, a, a guy on second, he uh, put down a sack bunt down what was going to be a sack bunt down the first baseline, but he's fast enough. And then it was first and third. And then he stole second right after that and banging around, uh, getting runs off uh, bunts and ground balls. And uh, uh, Tyrone Taylor had a couple of other nice, like Tyrone Taylor's kind of been hitting the ball really well. Like you said, he yep. had what? three home runs last week, two against Cardinals and one against the Blue Jays. Yep. And so it was, it was never in question. Like the, the Blue Jays were up three, nothing early and then we're down eight, three within two innings. And then uh, another uh, 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 brushed up for two more runs in the sixth inning. Uh, McCutcheon um, looking, looking good and older age. Um, starting to see some of those batting ad- averages pick up. 
starting to see what this team can do for hitting. Um, Craig Council even said as much during the post game on Sunday about playing more small ball. Like he's he even said like you know we got some we got some boppers we got some guys who can hit home runs but he's like I think our team's more set for playing small ball and uh, well, they, they start are. hitting for average they are yeah but they they haven't been doing great at that. But I mean it, it's it's also about like you know, how you're approaching your hitting, you know, yeah. like th- th- if, if you're going up there, just trying to drive the ball deep every time this, yeah. this team isn't made for that. There's one guy on the team. And, <laughs> and then when Rowdy had to face a left-handed reliever later in the game, he didn't look like the same guy in the first two innings. Yeah. But anyways, uh, it was like, Oh, that, that, that's why uh strong bad was uh, uh, playing first base against lefties last year. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it, yeah, he, uh, he uh, didn't look real good against the lefty reliever, but it's nice having a traditional left-handed uh, first baseman out there, just big old yeah. hitter. But uh, yeah, no, it's it, this team is the team is made for small ball. They're fast, they can hit for power, but they can also yeah. hit and we, well. We talked about that a little bit. Was it two weeks ago where we're like they probably? Could. I lost my mind about it about a month ago. I'm like right. they just need to hit the hit the ball. Stop trying to hit home runs. You're not and a it is, home runator. It is a mindset. There's something about right. the way that they're dealing with it with the metrics where they're definitely trying this because they were they're they're definitely only trying to drive the ball. They they they're way up there. They're up to 24th in the league in batting average. Right behind this is great. Right behind the Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros in batting average. But they are in uh, OPS. Uh, they're, uh, where are they, 13th? Yeah, 13th. They're right behind the Rockies and the Giants and the Cardinals. Right. So, I mean, like, this thing is, like, it's hard that way. But then they're third, tied for third with the Astros uh, at, at 99 home runs, one ahead of the Blue Jays at this point, mm-hmm. third in the entire major leagues in home runs because yeah, they, they've been driving for none, power none and doing it. Standing, none of them are standing out. I mean, except no. for Adamus as a uh, as a shortstop, but yeah, this, they got a lot of guys who are each hitting. You know, they're gonna they're gonna have several guys who finish the season with twenty to thirty home runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, just about everybody in this team feels like everybody in that starting lineup from Sunday feels like they could hit. I mean, um, Tyrone Taylor's already at, ten, at nine. Uh, Telez is at what thirteen fourteen. I forget. Uh, I, thir- I think it was th- 13 at the end of it. 13, I think. Yeah. Uh, we're up to 14 or 15 for uh, Adamus right now, too. So, I yeah. mean, like, they're hitting. Adamus got 15. Yeah. yeah he's at 15. But no, and it, and yeah, it, felt, so, yeah. it felt good on Sunday, too. Like, the way they're uh, bopping guys around the, the base path, you know, like with hits and doubles. And it, it felt good. Like, it was like, this seems made for that. Like, they're fast. Yeah, you got pop. They do. Like you said, they're Fourth in you know the National League or all of baseball. Third, National third in in all of baseball for home runs. So yeah, they can third. do that. Like so, instead of just hitting all home runs all the time, let's let's get some other runs produced and let's not rely on the long ball. Like they hit fairly well with runners in scoring position over the last week, though, um, which is the one thing that kind of helped carry this team. <laughs> and I felt a little better about it. they hit better with guys on base uh it wasn't all home except for obviously the the game where all the scoring was tyron taylor hits a home run and that was the entire right. scoring for the whole game yeah, that, that was that was um, friday night no on set on set monday I only, last monday I, yeah. Uh, or yeah monday no i only i only saw them uh i, I was uh, mentioning to the guy sitting next to me that uh like it's become a thing now in milwaukee that if they even just like get like 
some like someone hits the ball with the bases loaded. Like that was the thing on Sunday too. Like they knocked in one run on a ground ball put out, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah. and the crowd lost their mind because it was like, oh good, we didn't on it was bases loaded, and it was like, oh good, we didn't see another bases loaded strand. I only saw one this weekend because I mean that's a time honored tradition at at Ampham Field slash Old Miller Park is that oh bases are loaded how are they going to strand them you know it's like that's that's it i mean that's the thing with this brewers team and it's like they haven't been doing it it's like yeah just i don't know i won't go down that path i won't get i'll fire it up again so you'll have all the paths right yeah i mean like this is getting a good win against a good team you you get the season or the series win against the blue jays who who are playing very well uh the team looked very good and uh, they're just, I mean, the Blue Jays are just snake bit being in that division. That's going to be a hard thing yeah. for them. But today, we don't have anything else to talk about for them today because they're not playing today. They're getting a day right. off, and then they're going to have a two-game series with the Rays before they go play the Pirates again. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Rays on the road is rough. Their pitching's been nice. I mean, they're... They're falling behind. They're not like what they were last year. They haven't been putting Woodruff, it together. Woodruff's supposed to be back on Tuesday, I think. That would be fabulous. I mean, if we get Peralta back shortly thereafter, uh, one of the yeah. other problems has been um, uh, Hunter Renfro obviously getting ready for the NFL. He's uh, hurt his calf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, he no, hurt that, his... is, that is one thing our two, uh, two, of our, two of our favorite sports teams have in common is that the Brewers tend not to rush back anybody either, kind of like the Packers do. Well, they, they tried to start him back in there, but they did another MRI, and it looks like the, the injury to his calf is worse than what they'd initially thought, so yeah. that's not great, and uh, you hate seeing that because he was actually playing very well, giving the team well. a decent amount of extra power there. Ar- argue, arguably our best player up to this point. Well, offense. rowdy. But, yeah, no, he was doing very well. He was, he was in that conversation, especially early. Especially That's early, like but yeah, conversation, yeah. So yeah, yeah, probably just him and Rowdy, and maybe Tellez more or not Tellez, um, more um, Adamus more recently. Yeah, but Adamus started slowly and then got hurt. Adamus hitting home runs, but not hitting for average. I mean, he's he down not two hundred three. He's barely yeah. above the Mendoza, which line. is terrifying. So, yeah. It's nice seeing Yelich somewhere near a respectable number because for a while there, that was. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, that was Just not good. Garbage, hot garbage. So yeah, it was not great for what was going on there. But yeah, uh, Tampa right now. I mean, there are again four teams with a winning record in the AL East, uh, and then there's Baltimore, who's actually looking better than they were before. They they're won. not playing bad. Uh, no, <laughs> they're, they're just stuck. they're, they're surrounded stuck. by these other teams. They're thirty four and forty. But yeah, the Brewers are going to go play in Tampa. Tampa is forty and thirty two. Yeah. Um, They've won f- three in a row now, but they are—I mean, like—they are forty and thirty-two and thirteen games out of first in their division. They are the fourth-place team in their division, uh, thirteen behind the Yankees. It's just, yeah, I don't and they'd be leading that. the uh, NL Central. They, they would be, yeah. They're well, no, oh, we they, forgot they'd to say, be too we behind forgot us. To say the Brewers are alone in uh, first place again in the NL Central because uh, the Cardinals couldn't finish off the uh, the Cubs. Today, so. Yeah, but yeah, no, this is. It's a two-game set, so that should be you know something. It'll be interesting to see how they handle that. If they can get uh, a couple wins, there would be, or just if they could get one, if they could split that, that would be great right. because then they get yep. they're going to have a couple road games against the Pirates and then a homestand of three against the Cubs, a day off, and three against the Pirates. 
Right. Um, so that's that's a chance for them to really get something going heading into the All Star break. But the biggest problem is the last stop before the All Star break will be four games in San Francisco. Oh, that, gross. That's not good. That team yeah. is really good, and uh, yeah, they do a lot of things very well. They they can hit timely. Uh, they have good pitching. And they've been a problem for the Brewers the last couple of years. Um, if, if the they last understand years, this. How about, how about the last two decades? Yeah. yeah. The Giants are, yeah. Well, Giants. Know, a decade ago, we didn't as much care that they were beating us up. Well, <laughs> but true, right true now, story. yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was going back to like the J.J. Hardy days, too. So, yeah. Oof, yeah. C.C. So, yeah. Sabathia days. So That's kind of um, where they are with that. Brewers have, been on, Brewers have been on a good little run here lately. The bats are finally starting to wake up because the pitching hasn't been there. And, uh, you know, Council's going to figure it out. Like, that's if there's one thing Council's good at, he's good at figuring it out. Like, whether you like his methods or not, like, he'll he'll manage a way to get people on base, and yeah, he'll he'll figure it out. He'll find something. Yeah. All yeah. right. The only so other... I will I will be at two games during the Cubs series as well. So oh, nice! It's, uh, it's midseason form for the not ticket holder, but uh, I, I'm figuring it out. So that'll be something if, we talk if, in our next if episode. You buy, if you buy your tickets before April, they cost a whole lot less oh. than during midseason. So this year I got smart and bought a whole bunch of uh, uh, terrace box seats. Uh, <laughs> we were sitting we were sitting front row in four twelve on Sunday afternoon, and those tickets cost us fifteen bucks when I bought them at the time. So, yeah. And so like we said, we won't be doing one 4th of July or that week. Now, so we'll be back July 11th, which will be a day off for the Brewers again, but that'll be right before they'll have two games against the twins. And then that four game set against the giants. And then after that, we'll have a game or we'll have a broadcast or podcast here on the home run derby night. I get, which we did last year too. Uh, And then all-star game. So we'll have a little break there, which will really make it hard to have a lot to talk about when we come back on the 25th. So I, I was going to bring up one yeah. last thing before we Go get ahead. out of here, John, there, there is something that happened uh, in the last week here. Uh, the Bucks drafted uh, Marjan Beauchamp. Oh, are you going to go into that? Yeah. Yeah. We need to talk about that. Yeah. This is good. Oh, I thought you were trying to wrap it up. Well, I was, but I, I wanted to get to the Bucks thing. It's the only other story we've oh. got is Beauchamp. Or okay. Then you go. And then I will chime in. with Beauchamp. Marjan. Mar Beauchamp. John. Bo-yow champ. No, Beauchamp. 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 So the 24th pick, he is a six foot six, 199 pound uh, wing player, essentially. Um, he's going to be most utilized for his defensive skill. He is not a particularly good three point shooter, uh, but we've got three point shooters. We didn't need that. We needed you know, that guy who can go out and guard wing. Uh, and he's got yeah. good long arms. He's a, he's a tall kid. He can play guard. He can go out there. Uh, six, he was six, with six six foot six with a seven foot two arm span. He was with the G League Ignite, the uh-huh. Yakima Washington native. He was shooting fifty three point eight uh, percent from the field. Uh-huh. Uh, not a like we said, not a good three point shooter. And he's a defensive player primarily. He's going to be a role player. Which is what you get at twenty four, mm-hmm. right? Um, um, big, big, long arm kid. Uh, not a good jump shot either. Not a good shooter. Good slasher. Good finisher. Good hoop finisher. Yeah, it's, um, it's gonna be a guy who can get in 
and create right. plays, kind of like what Giannis does, which is he goes in and then dishes out when he needs to. Well, right. Sometimes. Uh, um, interest, interesting yeah. side story about this one, and friend of the show Pete brought it up to me on this one too. The kid played at four high schools and uh, community college before <laughs> joining the G League. Um, so it's an interesting story, and I think we're going to learn more about it as we go. Uh, I didn't deep dive as much. A uh, friend of the show, Pete, kind of gave me uh, a little bit of insight on this kid. Uh, a lot of homelessness in his in his past. Um, not maybe the best upbringing. Um, has overcome some things. Um, uh, like I said, um, how do I say this in a nice way without being rude? Like probably probably a little rough around the edges, but has okay. overcome things and okay. maybe more of a maybe they they picked him more of a as a strong character okay kid like maybe someone who needs you know some guidance like is really trying like that you kind of get that feeling from like just reading his bio like just like he has not had everything handed to him his talent has carried him and somehow he has managed to turn this into an nba career and maybe he was in the g league because he needed money because he didn't have any and he didn't have the luxury of going to college. Um, he did have D one offers coming out of high school. Um, but, uh, but, uh, worked the way he did. Um, obviously his talent is enough to be a first round draft pick, albeit a, you know, it's like we said, it's crapshoot after it's a crapshoot in the NBA draft period. Um, really a crapshoot after 10. Um, yeah, but, uh, I, I mean, Everyone says, well, it's a crapshoot after 10. It's a crapshoot at one <laughs> in the NBA draft. You don't know if it's going to work out or not. I.e. Greg Oden, you know, uh, it's, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't know. Um, look at uh, Jabari Parker. Who Let's not do that. Come on. No. But, but then <laughs> the wanna. next pick was Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid and Giannis could be teammates. He was kind there. of, you know, yeah. and it's just like, you know, every Timberwolves first round pick outside of Anthony Edwards, you know, <laughs> they, you know, so it's, it's just, you don't know, but it's like, you know, Hey, you got a strong locker room. You've got a very strong leader in Giannis, a very committed, um, purpose-driven, um, almost a faith-like leader in, in Giannis who, who has that locker room in check you got chris you got drew you got strong personalities there it's you know it's, it's not like you're going to pull him into the brooklyn nets and just let him get messed up in that mix you know or pull him into one of the new york teams or, or <laughs> sorry sorry new jersey is a new york team or the knicks or la and let him you know get lost in what's going on out there you're gonna bring him to milwaukee he's gonna be bored out of his mind and he's gonna just <laughs> hang out with Giannis who's going to go yeah so here's what you are you're going to do to win this is what you need to do how to win and you show you watch me and I will tell you and he'll be like uh uh yes yes sir yes sir that sounds great winning you know, thanks good. for the chance yeah. so the that's guy... my take on it I think it'll be great like I think it'll be really good like I I think it's 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 a, a very raw 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 pick Will it work out? Yeah, twenty five percent chance it'll work out. But yeah, if it and does if work nothing out, else, he'll, he'll be good. He's a reasonable defensive player who adds something the team needed, um, which is a reasonable thing to draft for. Like you've got a, another guy who can go in there and play wing defense for you, which is something you've been 
you know, making midseason trades to fill the last couple of years. So, yeah. Um, the other person they actually go get is they trade cash considerations to the Pacers to get the 58th overall pick, which is his draft rights at least. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a six foot four guard from France. Um, you're gonna like that. his name is Hugo Besson, and yeah. he he had played four years in the French league, the second division for Saint Quentin. And uh, last year, he played for the New Zealand Breakers of Australia's NBL. He was he had 13 good. points, uh, 3.9 rebounds, and two and a half assists uh, per game. So, I mean, like, but I, I, how not... does New Zealand feel about getting a team in the Australian League? Like, come on, New Zealand. <laughs> where is your league? Well, because, you are not part because, of Australia. Because, because New Zealand, had, because the Australian League is big enough to, like, actually have a, a league. Yeah, New Zealand, yeah, no, it's that makes sense. Well, so, how great yeah. is the, like, it, uh, for everyone who has not watched Flight of the Concords, you should uh, go yeah, back and stream it. It's so great because, like, there's this one where Aziz Ansari is, like, a fruit stand seller who won't sell them fruit because he thinks they're Australian. And they think he hates New Zealanders. And he thinks he hates New Zealanders. And they're like, you guys are hopping around on kangaroos. They're like, that's not us. That's Australians. They're like, wait a minute. Aren't you the guys? Like, like your your whole country's full of criminals. (laughs) They're like, oh, no, mate, you think about Australia. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, I'm so sorry. You want some free fruit? And then the last bit is they play the ending credits with them running around flipping off the Australian consulate. Just and there's like one little guy in their little khaki uniform standing there and like telling them off. <laughs> it's so great. I love Kiwis. Kiwis are the best, man. Kiwis are fun. They live at the, live at the bottom of the planet. Um, but uh, no, I mean, it only makes sense like I, that they would only have that they have to have like their one high league team would play in the Australian league because I people in the United States don't <laughs> like not that big a place. Understand, understand like minor league sports outside of baseball because we don't have minor league sports until we get the G League. You know, we used to have the CBA for basketball Ooh. a couple of years back. We don't have minor league football, which is any yeah. all anyone cares about. And, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, unless the have... USFL can really start kicking off, which, by the way, that's the only other thing I'll say is uh, USFL is going to have a championship game this coming weekend, and it will be shoot. It's uh, Philadelphia Stars and the Birmingham Stallions, and the fun part is the Birmingham Stallions are the only team that actually played a home game this entire season. Yeah, that's <laughs> what what the what the age were they thinking? Like, that's nobody has any interest in this. Like, I I watched what? a lot of it. I, of course you did. Yeah. Because you're a sports dork. <laughs> I'm trying to um, figure out which teams I like. Chris um, Chris Orr was playing out there. Uh, I mean, how, how, does, how, was out there. Team, how does any city get behind their team when it doesn't play in their own city? They will be playing in their own city next year. This was a temporary thing. I think some of it was COVID-related and travel-related. Uh, but So next year they will be playing in their own stadiums. Well, they'll be renting stadiums from local teams. So Birmingham are, are, will be playing in Birmingham. Are most of them in cities that already have teams in the NFL anyways? Um, I don't... Th- well, outside Philadelphia Birmingham, does. Outside of Birmingham. Well, New Jersey... Well, I guess New Jersey does, but not yeah. actually... They have. They actually have both New York teams, last time I checked. Yes, not all. No, there's one team in New York State. There's only one team that oh, plays in the state of New York, and that's Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And then there's Michigan, the Michigan Panthers, who are god-awful this year. Um, yeah, Houston, are, are Houston they gamblers. Now? Or are they out of like Flint? 
I think they'll probably be playing in Detroit Stadium. I can't remember if that's where they're going to be. If you go, you can go look up which stadiums they're going to be playing I'm just, in. I'm just saying, like, that's the one thing that was really disappointing me about the whole USFL is that, like, it's you should have put it in all the alternate towns that don't already have football teams. But the last time they had it when it worked, and it did work. The USFL yeah. did work until they decided to sue the NFL, which was a, a terrible business decision. When they, they I really mean, Donald stopped. Trump was part of it, so of course it was a bad business decision. It, yeah, I kind of. If you watch the thirty for thirty on it, um, it's really really well done. I thought and covers a lot of stuff. But no, I mean like the Tampa Bay Bandits and stuff. Those those are some interesting stu- things there. This they want to get done now and play their championship game now, so that they are not at all competing with the NFL. They want to be a non NFL thing. They want to be we we're not competing. We know we're the little brother, and we're fine with that. But it's going to be fun. And it's a pretty decent league. They actually have a three-point conversion. And you should watch it because it's fun. And it's like you you can kick the field goal, you can go for two, or you can go for three by trying to score from like the 15 in one play. Um, Fair enough. doesn't happen a lot, but it was it's a, it's a good, it's, good game. It's some, US, it's, a, it's some USFL stuff, right? There, or some uh, XFL stuff, right? There, yeah, it's sure. trying to find inventive things to do. They use... It, it almost seems like it has to be annoying, but they use drones for cameras in the game. You know, like they have the other stuff, but they also fly drones around while the players are playing. Um, well, if it, was, if it wasn't for the XFL, we wouldn't have the uh, the camera on cables. On cables, the, uh, yeah. But I mean, like this one is yeah. interesting because it's like uh, there were times I'm watching and like the drone is slowly sneaking up behind the kicker and you're like, that's got to make him mad. <laughs> He's got to hate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we all, we all fun. better get used to it because sooner or later they're all going to be, you know, coming to our front doors anyhow. So true, true. But yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Um, it's fun to watch. Take a look. <laughs> it's the first big, uh, I guess, upset was the nine and one generals lost to the Philadelphia stars who they'd beaten twice in the regular season. So that was, it was interesting to watch. Um, that was a good game. Uh, won by a, a punt return, won the game. Both teams had a punt return touchdown. The the one gave the the generals the lead. The next one gave the stars the lead. And uh, yeah, it was it was a fun game to watch. That was it was. And, be, and before you poo poo uh, punt return touchdowns, remember that's the only way the Packers won their last Super Bowl. <laughs> Definitely helped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports talk. And you know, Aaron and I doing random talk. Um, remember yeah. to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Not So Humble Host. Aaron is at Cheddar Talk. This show is at Scotty Johnny Pod. Uh, and remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.